Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. It is season nine finale. Thank you for joining us today. And in two weeks, two weeks, no show next week, but in two weeks, season 10, 10 years of NYPA Entertainment Radio. Now, a little peek behind the curtain. Originally, folks, as Alonzo and I are broadcasting simultaneously from the Bronx and West Philadelphia today live, if you listen to this, I was going to cut the show off two weeks ago and then pop back up in September uh, 20th or 10th season premiere, but I was like, no, nah, it's too much time away from you guys. I miss you guys. You got to miss us. So I figured, hey, let's kick our heads in for two hours on Labor Day weekend, say how you do, catch up, play a little music, close things nice, then pop up again, go and do the start season 10 and storm on through season 10 and have a lot of fun and so forth and so on. So we're here today. Hope you guys enjoying your Labor Day weekend, social distancing, being safe, but having fun and enjoying, quote unquote, the final weekend in summer. Even though summer is not in not until into September, um, we're glad that you're listening to us live as this is happening. Or if not, uh, downloading the show um, through Blog Talk on Anchor or Apple or Google, Spotify, Breaker. Radio Public, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Cast, Box, Listen, Amazon, Alexa, so forth and so on. Much appreciate the subscribe, um, share, and comment. Um, ratings, you know, to give us a five star. Um, much appreciated. Um, I've, again, noticing you guys, thank God you guys are listening in general. Not just listening in general, but when I say go into the archives, I check out the archives, which I do all the time. And I see old, older shows from last or two weeks ago and, and, and older than that are being downloaded, and, and you guys are digging it, and I appreciate that. Um, not just here, but around the, around the world, Ireland and, and Serbia and Germany, and I see these downloads uh, from around the world. So when, you know, we say uh, NYPA, uh, Entertainment Radio is global, it's global. It's, it's like people are taking the time out to listen to the show. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, as try every week to give a very entertaining show. You guys will come and take time out of your busy, crazy lives and what's going on out in the world and let this show entertain you through music and topics and guests um, and a whole nine. With that being said, as we tie up season nine, what's coming for season 10? Well, give you a little, a little snippet of what's going to happen in two weeks in season 10. A couple of surprises, a couple of announcements made about the show itself going into this 10th season and where the show is going to sell. So uh, I'm not dropping any hints, not going to say anything. 
if you really want to know, you'll tune in live in two weeks, September 20th, 5 p.m., season 10 premiere of NYP Entertainment Radio. When we did this nine and a half years ago, who knew there will be season 10? We know there will be a season two. Quite frankly, we didn't think it was going yeah. to pass the first month, the next month. The se- we didn't know. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll go through all that next week, as we always do. Didn't see that coming. Um, going into details again when the other place originally in the Bronx. Didn't know what was going to happen next. Had an idea. Maybe what we uh, wanted, uh, wanted to do with the show, but didn't know. Um, so to see that we're two weeks out from this 10 years, which the actual, 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 under the name NYP Entertainment Radio was September 25th. And I'm going to the next week. We actually did a pilot pilot a couple of weeks out, let me a month prior. But the name itself of the pilot episode with Steve Merkham was September 25th, 2010. And we're looking two weeks out from 10 years. Didn't see it coming. And with the announcements I have coming and, and with the show and so forth, what's going to happen. And it's uh, very poignant and very deep. And, and, and it will say a lot about about the show and so forth, about you guys supporting it. New listeners, old listeners, haters alike, much appreciated. So uh, thank you, as always, to continue to share, download, comment. Um, the mics are always open. The phone lines are always open. We do this live. It's not recorded and edited. Now, I can do that, but what fun would that be? You just record and edit? Well, what fun that be? Leave the bloopers in there. Let the live shit happen. Let the noise in the background. I can easily edit that out. I have the tools to do it. I choose not to. In part that because I'm lazy. But also, to <laughs> keep the realism in with the noise <laughs> in the background, it's just happening live. Just tell keep again, the bloopers. Bloopers stays in. <laughs> yeah, keep the bloopers stays in when things drop in the background or microphones get muffled or phones start ringing, sirens and, and shit going on in the background. That's real. That's life. We do it live when it's happening. So if you call in, people call in, it's live. It's like everyone can hear you. This is not like a, a personal cubicle where we just like, oh, no one's listening. Then we record it and give it. No, live. Like we're live. Like everyone who's listening to us live is linked live. It's live. You know, it's live. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we live to record, then we send it out. We do it and recording it, yes. And then we send it for those who can't make it in live, but it, it's live. So the mistakes we make, we don't edit out as y'all notice going through the bloopers, or, you know, bloopers of different shows and so forth. Um, and if you and if you want to go further, further back, and you might not see it on none of these platforms, you can easily Google it. You can go on you, you, uh, YouTube, and you'll definitely see the older show from the first, second, first and second year um, when we when we start doing it. Uh, NYP and Tim Marito, so I look forward to two weeks from now with the season 10. It's exciting. Um, it's surreal that I didn't like, it's just surreal. Uh, like I said, we'll go into it next week. We'll go into details next week. And with that being uh, two weeks, I'm sorry, fellas, two, everyone, two weeks from now. Um, and with that, new music will be presented. Usually I'll do it the first of the month, around the first Sunday. Uh, but the fact that it's going to be 10 years, I want to get new music, new season, 10th season. We're going to be on and popping in two weeks, September 20th, NYPA Entertainment Radio. This is what we missed while we were gone for the past two weeks. 
Uh, we would like to send the condolences to the tragic loss of actor Chadwick Boseman, uh, who passed away just a, a week ago, uh, fighting uh, cancer for four years that Colon cancer. no one knew about. Yeah. No one knew about at all. No one no, knew. Not at all. Circle. Nothing. Nothing leaked out. No one. He kept it. Yeah, he has that right. He's a, and I understand being private myself. You want to keep that to yourself for many reasons. Um, no one's seen it coming. That's why it, it was hard because you didn't see it coming. Uh, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, such a tragic loss, 43 years old. It would have been 44 in November. Um, he's reached an apex of his career. Sad. It's just, it's, it, it's just been an emotional year altogether with Kobe in the beginning. We had the COVID and Chuck Boltzmann and, and so forth and a lot of other stuff. So it's uh it's deep. Um, it's still a shock when I hear it. When I hear it, I've been playing some of the movies yeah. and so forth. And it, it's still a shock. And I look at it like, I can't believe, like, really? Like, it's, it's hard to sink in. It's like, it's just, it's just un- it seems not real. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it came across my, I'm gonna let you. Go. When it came across my phone last week, I stared at my phone because I didn't believe it. I just like, mm. I stared because I was shocked and I was staring. I was like, me, I don't know if I can't read. I had a little dyslexia going on. I'm like, that's not what I think it says. Because I will read mm-hmm. something, you read stuff real quick and you get the wrong name. So I stared at. It. I was like, let me make sure I'm reading this the correct way before I say something to anyone about mm-hmm. this. So I just kind of just stared at it, stared, stared. And I clicked, and I was a little nervous clicking on the link because I was like, this can't be real. And it was, and it's just one of the things, like, that's just uh, it's, it's a shocking thing. So condolences to family, friends, and fans alike. Um, was such a horrible loss and such a hero. And a man between 16 and this year, the work he put out during the, the battle he was having, I, 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 I can't imagine can't imagine heroic, tough, strong, and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a definitely a strong dude. Um, you know, for him to be fighting colon cancer for four years, four years. That means he was working these long hours on the set, sometime in in the frigid cold. You know, um, it could be extremely hot. This dude is out there working, and he didn't complain not one time, not one time. Nobody knew. His, he, he has a strong inner circle. He had a strong inner circle, mm-hmm. you know, because none of them leaked not one sign of him mm-hmm. fighting for his life, not one of mm-hmm. them. That's the, you know, mm-hmm. that's the circle everybody wants, you know, that will keep yeah. a secret a secret, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um. 43 years old. I was just like you when I first seen it. Um, the, the message on social media, I opened up the page and I seen it flooded that he died. It was like how when Kobe passed, I was like in shock. It almost like I knew him personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how hard that hit. I was like, wow. Like, damn. Um, you know, nobody's seen it coming, like you said. Nobody's seen this coming at all. He was going through hospitals visiting kids that was fighting cancers and all that stuff and 
not knowing people not knowing that he's fighting for his life as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. condolences definitely go out to his family. Um, you know, that's a, a, a huge loss um, right there. Um, now, as far as who's going to continue the legacy of the Black Panther or the play Black Panther, I don't know. I just don't see anybody taking that. That was his role. That was I, his. I don't know. I, it's a little, for me personally, it's too early to get into that. I got to, I don't know. They right. just got to sink in because right. it was just, um, like you said, it's kind of personal because you didn't see it happening. And you're just going about your life. You're just seeing two people as they're, like with with Kobe, not just Kobe passed away, but the the family and his daughter. That I, it sounds weird, but that mm-hmm. struck me even worse because it's just innocent shit kids going to play basketball anyway. And then right. hearing about Chadwick Boltzmann, and it's just like, like he ain't bother nobody. Like what? He, why? Why he gone? Like what the hell? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like he he's out of the, he's <clears> quiet <throat> literally, like quiet. I don't know. Like pop yeah. up does a movie disappear? Whatever, whatever. Um. And it's it's just one of those things. It's it's um is is deep. So I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't even want to imagine. I mean, eventually they're going to have to do something because it's a billion dollar movie. This man led. Um, they're going to try figure out something. Um, I, I can't even go that far. Think about that. It's just I'm still over a week later. Yeah. Still shocked. Like damn. Like, I can't believe. Like it's just a, a a shocking thing. Just the whole thing in general. Just fighting it, like you said, for four I, years and being on a movie set, doing semi-owned stunts, late nights, early mornings. Yeah. Zoe said, cold weather, hot weather. He's fighting through this quietly. And his inner circle is a strong inner circle because yeah. a lot of people nowadays can't, can't, keep one, can't keep one thing. I, if I, you know, I tell somebody, oh, I want chicken salad. Don't tell nobody. A couple seconds later, somebody checks, you get chicken salad? I said, don't say nothing. Yeah. That, they kept that on for, you know, that to for four years, which is they astonishing because people can't They could have sold that to a tabloid for millions. They could have sold that to tabloids for millions, and they didn't take advantage of none of that stuff. They kept it within that circle. And that, you know, I applaud them for that, for not leaking that out. You know, that, that was probably due because of his wish not to, you know, let anybody know. And everybody needs that type of circle. Yeah. <laughs> they need that type of circle. Yeah, they they do. They need that circle of trust. You know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they need that circle of trust. Like you meet the family, like like that type shit, like circle of trust. You, you, mm-hmm. you, I can't trust you got the circle because um, that is that deep. So again, condolences. Yeah. I, we didn't get a chance to say we want to say I don't post nothing up because I I know I have the show to say this and, my, and I'd rather talk and then post up little things, and that's why I love it. One thing about the show itself, we can say it verbally and express better than just posting um, up stuff. Nothing against that, but uh, being honest. Actually, um, like I actually said, know somebody. I actually know somebody that actually started Howard University with him the same year. They started mm-hmm. together um, in, in school. So from what he was telling me, uh, from knowing him at Howard, that um, – he was a very intelligent dude, very smart. <laughs> I mean, they said that, he said that he was extremely smart, um, Chatwood was. Um, he's quiet. A lot of times he stayed to himself. Yeah, women around him, all, you know, a lot. But, <laughs> you know, but he was always, you know, 
he was like a, a smooth brother, quiet, very intelligent. You know, that's that's what I got from, you know, the guy that I know that started with him. You know, mm. didn't get into no trouble. You know, stuck with his acting. And, and he became a superstar. He became a superstar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like I said, it, 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 one more thing before we move on from this one. Uh, um, what I didn't know, another thing that I didn't know, and I don't think a lot of people did know, was that Denzel Washington paid for him to go to the British Academy acting school yeah. years mm-hmm. ago. And um, paid for him amongst other students, but he was one of the students. We don't hear you don't hear a lot about that, but he paid for him to to, to mm-hmm. go there, and that came out recently. And he honored he honored um Denzel for that. And, well, he mentioned it doing it when he was honoring Denzel. Denzel has a lot right. a lot of actors. I didn't know. Yeah. It's just sidebar real quick, but. I was watching an interview with Amari Harrick, who played in Power. And at the time in his mm-hmm. life, Amari was homeless. He he was going. He had his series. The series was canceled years ago, years and years ago. Mm-hmm. He's living in his car, and he ended up living with Denzel and Paulette for like a couple of right. weeks, a couple of months, whatever. That. And yeah, then they bought him. That. They bought him a new car, got him an apartment, so forth and so on. When he got his first big paying gig, he paid him back. They took the check and mm-hmm. they framed it. They didn't. Even, they, just, they just framed it. My point of saying that is is a lot of good things that Denzel and sure others do behind the scenes for up and coming African American actresses and actors and, and so forth to get them going. And that's good. Thing. We don't hear about that. Not that they may not may not want to know. May not want people to know. I should say, but that's something that's very encouraging to hear. With someone that's a stature Denzel to help an up and comer. Some people at his stature are like, uh, I don't want these young young lions on my hill. They taking they taking you know my spot. They taking my money. He's like, no, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna have you live in my crib. I'm gonna pay for you to go to school. I'm gonna pay for X, Y, and Z. And that's a good thing to hear. That's a positive thing. And that's what we need more of that nowadays to hear, mm-hmm. you know, positive stories and so forth and so on. So I, I think Felicia Rashad also- got him into doing that because I think Felicia Rashad was already doing things like that. And I think that she was the one that got Denzel to to you know, um, start you know, helping a lot of the you know students that's in acting, you know, pay for their tuitions. If it's I'm not possible. mistaken, I believe it was the Felicia Rashad that that got him into that, to doing that. It's it's possible. I, I, I never heard that. It. It's possible. It's possible. It is very it's very possible. Uh, is each one mm-hmm. teach one? Everyone help each other, and yeah. and you know you just you know you keep it moving. But it, it, it's possible. But I like to hear good things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So again. As we close this this part of the segment out, uh, we had our chance to say condolences and and thank you for all the work and you know uh, rest well, warrior. You, you know, gone too soon, but rest well. Um, moving on, we'll loosen things up a little bit. Zoe, what do you want to get into? Uh, well, what I was going to get into wasn't a move up; it was staying in the realm of passing. Um, you know, Cliff Robinson, 
you know, mm-hmm. basketball star, passed away at the age of 53. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, the the chat would kind of overshadow, you know, the story here. Um, but, yeah, Cliff Robinson, the early star in UConn, rising power, helped led the Portland Trailblazers to an NBA Finals. Uh, as I said, died at the age of 53. Um, no cause of death was given. Um, they may have now, but then um, there was no cause of death was given, although former Husky coach Jim um, Callum um, said Robinson had a stroke two and a half years ago, which I didn't know about. I didn't know he had a stroke. Yeah, I heard about um, that. And, yeah. went, and went into a coma last week. Um, it's really sad to hear of this because he was one of um, – He's, uh, this is in quote. He was one of my kids, my players, a guy I watched grow into a man. Um, Calhoun told the uh, Associated Press it's not an easy thing. Um, Nicknamed Uncle Cliffy, is uh, known for his trademark headband. Robinson spent 18 seasons with the NBA, winning the 1993 Sixth Man of the Year award and earning an All-Star nod. Six foot eleven, you know, gone too soon as young, 53. As, as well, <clears throat> you know. So condolences go out to his family as well. So and now we got to bring in some brighter news. <laughs> well, uh, well, not well. I got one more since you triggered it. So we sorry this is like the oh. show. We wasn't around for two weeks. Um, if we're gonna mention mm-hmm. basketball, we got to mention John Co- uh, John Thompson, coach of Georgetown. Yes. Who, yes, yes, who passed was, away two mm-hmm. days before his birthday this past like last week. He's seventy eight years old. And in Georgetown heyday, the Big East against St. John, Pitt, yeah. it spawned Patrick, the Timbe, mm-hmm. Alonzo, the answer. Like, he yeah. was uh, the first African-American coach, uh, NCAA coach, to win a championship, NCAA championship. Uh, he played professional ball with the Celtics in the second round. Um, he won some chips with uh, Russell, Bill Russell. And he's very proactive in, in the community. Um for the injustice and, and so forth. And he's a legend icon. If y'all know who John Thompson is, you got to Google oh, him yeah. because he's, he broke barriers. He broke barriers. And some mm-hmm. of the players I named, Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Hewitt, Dikembe Mutombo, the answer, Allen Iverson, these guys. All come, great. And amongst other NBA players. But he's a Hall of Fame legend that came from yeah. their guidance started with him. Um, mm-hmm. They all see him as a father figure, especially Allen Iverson, who posted up, on uh, Instagram, he, you know, as a father figure, he saved my life. And then when those Iverson's life, they know what he'd been through before he got to Georgetown, and, and John Thompson was a big part of that. Um, legend in the game, like I said, broke barriers in, in the heyday, Georgetown, the Big East from the mid-'80s to early-'90s. Woo! I guess St. John, Pitt, Villanova, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. tournament, in the, in the <laughs> games. Yeah, that was – Man, and um, I don't know. I'm sure Zoe's seen their games. I've seen their games with Iverson. Oh yeah, of course, with Iverson was playing them, and and yeah, they were just always contenders, and um, definitely. So we, it, it's been a very. I, mean, I watched it the year when so, Patrick Ewing won. Oh yeah, the championship. The, the Knicks fans were waiting for it, and Hicks came in. Now we're gonna have a little fun with mm-hmm. it, and then we're gonna go to a commercial. And then the lottery mm-hmm. was created. Because some sneaky ass Packers <laughs> in New York was already like, we got Patrick, we got Patrick, and from that tampering and stuff, they're like, no, no, they was tanking purposely to get Patrick, and then the lottery was born 
off of that. The NBA lottery born off of that because the Knicks was like, we want him, we want to just fucking just ruin the whole season to get Patrick Hewitt. Well, they got him. And there's like, hey, some suspicion about this shit. So the lottery do it by came himself. in after that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, tried, came close, but didn't, you know, yeah. a few times. Got stopped by uh, two teams, Reggie and the boys. Chicago. And Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Chicago and Indiana. Well, it, it, it be, yeah. And then when you got to the finals, when you got to the finals, it was it was Elijah Wine, or or it was Elijah Wine. And uh, listen, that finals they should have won. They should have won in that finals. That air ball, that Patrick air ball layup that he did, <laughs> that kind of when he should have dunked it when he was right there. And then all those bricks yeah. that um, John Starks was throwing up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they continued to let him throw them balls up. Yeah, that that was that was a bad year for him. That was a that was the year that they should have won, and they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they blew it. But that's who John Thompson is, folks. That's who John Thompson is. With well, that being said, enough of, enough of us uh, waxing poetic. We're going to play some music. We come back. we got some more stuff to get into, so stick around. Season finale, season nine finale, NYPA Entertainment Radio. And you don't stop. Keep, keep it on. Keep it on. Keep, keep it on. You don't stop. Keep, keep it on. Keep, keep it on.
green light. Everybody take a shot. Red light, green light. Give me everything you got. Red light. Mr. 305. Flow rider and lunch money. Three Miami boys. You know what time it is. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. Let's go. What you waiting for? You only got one life. One life. And we gon' live it up. So give me the green light. Give it to me. Cause I'm ready to go.
NYPA Entertainment Radio live here, season nine finale. Thank you for joining us here on Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, remember, you can't catch the show live right here on Blog Talk. There's 11 other platforms. You want to anchor Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher, Pocket Gas, on the Gas, Gas Box, 
Alexa. Hey, Alexa, play NYPA Team Radio. She will play it for you. Um, if you missed this show, I was having a live or any other show, you uh, you can go to Block Talk On Demand or any other platform or go into the archives and download any past shows uh, to check them out. Um, at least nine and a half years of shows over close to over 100, maybe 1,000, 100,000 maybe. I'm not exaggerating. Um, check that out. If you can't find it there, like I say you want to catch out the earlier, 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 early, early, early shows, like nine and a half years ago. can't believe I'm actually saying that. Um, you can go on, you can Google it. You'll find it. Uh, I don't want to see those shows. I don't want to see myself on camera. But you can Google it. You'll find it, the early shows in the studio when we first started out and compare the difference between then and now and so forth and so on. So check that out. Um, no show next week. We're just peeking our heads and saying hello, touching base with everyone, uh, wrapping up this season and two weeks from now, season 10, uh, September t- 20th, for a 10-year celebration of NYP Entertainment Radio, new new music, new playlists, some surprises, and uh should be a lot of fun. But until then, we're here. And we're going to get into some other stuff. Zo, what else do you want to get into? Um, I read this article on I Love Old School old school Music. Um, it's on the net um, where it says Stephanie Mills confirmed her cousin is a Jodeci singer, and we were not ready. Here at I Love Music, um, we just about heard everything there is to know about most of our favorite old school music legends. However, every every now and then um, we come across a gem of information that surprises us with which is what the legendary uh, Stephanie Mills uh, has now done. Yes, you can add that to the blooper reel. Uh, She spilled a fun fact (laughs) about her family that made us go, say what? Now, come on, come again. Um, turn out uh, I Feel Good All Over Hitmaker is the cousin of a few well-known R&B singers. For decades, they kept their fa- um, their family connects on the low, but now not anymore. Miss Mill let the uh, cat out of the bag um, and made quite a few jaws drop before we reveal her cousins are. We'll give you a couple of hints. They are some singing <laughs> somebodies and two they had 90s R&B on lock. Uh, thank you, guess who? Well, it's Casey and JoJo. <laughs> Casey and JoJo of Jodeci. Uh, it doesn't say if they're first cousin. They may be, but I'm going to continue reading this here. The secret lady songsters are previously secret cousins are brothers, Casey and JoJo. Uh, Jodeci, um, Stephanie may reveal this on Twitter uh, a while back while announcing her then new duet featuring her cousin KC. She even um, reiterated for the people um, in the back that KC is her real cousin, which also means that Jojo is a brother and, and, and have the same mom and dad. Um, Stephanie Mills, get ready for a new single coming, Afraid, blah, blah, blah. But um, Casey and JoJo, other famous um, singer cousins, which will be Stephanie Mills as well, is, of course, most of um, us old school already know that Casey and JoJo, other famous cousins, are 
but for anyone who's been sleep um, for years are the young and old schoolers, Dave Hollister, which I didn't know that. <laughs> They're related to Dave Hollister as well. And uh, you probably don't know that um, Fantasia is also related. Casey and JoJo, so, that's their first co- their first cousins to Fantasia. So um, their dads met, are brothers. Okay, so that's their cousin, which means he's a lady yeah. Dave Hollister and related to Stephanie Mills. Right. The family tree. The yeah, family tree. Yeah. It's, um, All right. Music is in their gene, definitely. <laughs> it's in their gene. Yeah. But um yeah, I didn't I didn't have no knowledge that they were all related. Had no knowledge. That's but, news to me and I'm sure news to a lot of other people too. That's what's up. Wow. Yeah. You have yeah, so. an album right there. You mm-hmm. have an album. For all four of them together. You have an album mm-hmm. of singers. Because Fantasia can sing. Hollister can sing. We know Stephanie Mills can sing. Casey and Jojo, that's yeah. some singing. That's an, that's a yeah. Put that together. That's a good album right there. Um, I'll do like a Christmas. It's not like something to do a Christmas album. It's a family. I don't know why it popped in my head. I'll do it like a Christmas album. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's actually a good idea. They 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 should do something like that. All of them do a yeah. a, a Christmas album together. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Maybe they should listen Man, to this, the show. Hopefully they are, and they'll do it. Well, I mean, no, wait, 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 man. Don't be saying just do mm-hmm. it. You got to have some stipulations in there. Get a percentage oh, of course. for the idea. Oh, of course. I get it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You can't just go out and do it. Oh, yeah. No, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Get some percentages here. But, you know, it takes a lot of work <laughs> to get them come with these ideas. We need some money, some income. And speaking of income, there's there's someone who does not have to worry about income for the rest of his life, and that's Tyler Perry. Uh, he's now officially a billionaire. Tyler's network yes. just jumped and made him the newest official member of the Three Comma Club, according to New mm-hmm. Forbes report detailing his rise from from being poor as hell to rich and powerful. The numbers are yep. in. Here's a breakdown of how Forbes is calculating Tyler's milestone network: three hundred twenty million for his entire library of movies, TV shows, plays, etc. As he owns. 100% of the content he created, $300 million in cash and investments, $280 million for Tyler Perry Studios, which sits on 330 anchors in Georgia, $60 million mm-hmm. for his equity stake in BET Plus, the streaming service that debuted last year, $40 million in homes and toys. I'm telling toys. Add it up, and that's a cool $1 billion. Not bad for a guy who once slept in his car. In his car. In his car. He built an empire. He built an empire, that that guy. And, you know, uh, uh, I applaud him as well because this guy didn't just – There go the other blooper right there, the siren that you mentioned earlier. (laughs) But – this guy definitely built an empire, you know, starting out from, you know, nothing. He got didn't rely on, on um, what do you call it, Hollywood. So he created his own empire in Georgia, his own empire 
a huge studio that he has that everybody is filming out of right now. Hello? Uh, it's called listening. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. It kind of got real quiet back there. Kind of got real quiet. But yeah, he built a, a huge because empire. So because there's no sirens, you know, I, because there's no sirens going by. That's why it got real quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it got real quiet. So um, anyway, applaud to him for you know now reaching that um you know that next level of his life um being dubbed as a billionaire now. Now he joins um. You know, all the others that's, that's up there, you know, who made it to the billionaire status, um, you know, Oprah, um, Jordan, and, and so forth and so on. You know, so I, I applaud him for it, you know, maybe make it to that next level up, you know, from there. Um, uh, they, they said that he had like a little over $300 million, um in a bank, I believe. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's he's pouring out money for a guy who started with nothing and created the Medea, <laughs> you know, on you know, the play in the Beacon Theater in New York City, and look where he's at now. Whether whether you are fans of his movies or TV shows or not, at the end of the day, you have someone who cultivated something from a small venue, like he says, a beacon, um, lived in his car, to now having a movie studio where he's had productions being done on his studio. Um, I believe the first black-owned studio. And yeah. Yeah, not just his shows, but other movies and so forth are done there and giving jobs to thousands of people um, in Georgia, um, in the industry. So mm-hmm. kudos to him. That pretty much tells you that anything is possible, and you keep pushing. If you look, at the end of the day, it's going to be obstacles. But as long as you're alive, the dream is still alive. Also, as one of my boys once told me, um, and you just keep doing it because he he went from living in his car to being a billionaire, and that and that can happen. And the key thing yeah. also that I read in there. It's owning your creation. And I remember Oprah said it was an interview. 100%. It's not been a couple. Of, it was a years back, and it was he, she was interviewing Jay Leno, and I think Leno left and they screwed over Conan and they brought him back in or whatever. And then the conversation, um, I think she asked because David Letterman owned his show, and he and she mm-hmm. asked, "Why don't you want to own your show?" He said, oh, I just not interested in because NBC, oh, and I don't want to do that. And I, he gets a lame excuse. And he's like, I think you should own your show. He's like, ownership is key. So I own everything I, I have and blah, blah, blah. And it's true. That's the, that's the key thing is to own, own your stuff. And he owns everything he ever created. He owns that shit. And that's 100%. the key thing. Um, and he's a, he's a huge Oprah disciple. Her, him and Oprah are close. Yeah. So I'm sure she mm-hmm. told him, like, you own your shit. You create she it, him. you own it, because she, cause she owns her stuff. Anything of her fingerprints, she owns it. If not all of it, a part of it. She has ownership, mm-hmm. which is key. Owning your own creation and, and, and so forth. So shout out to him. Kudos to him, man. I'm mad at him. Keep, keep doing your thing, man. Like, it's just do it, and hopefully he'll give others opportunities and 
when he asks for <clears throat> and he asks, give people opportunities. Yeah. Yep. Give him opportunity, yep. Tyler. Not like some um, other um, people who, which we'll mention. Yeah, you need to, no, we'll you need mention to help it. people out. Um, yeah, unlike somebody, yeah, we'll bring up as we tell the story every year. But you need to do something, Tyler. You need to be uh, handing that out, helping people out, you know how to write. Anyway, uh, Floyd Mayweather, 43, training until 2 a.m. and spending hours working out. And amid stunning, uh, amid stunning ring return talk, boxing legend Floyd Mayweather is doing 2 a.m. sparring sessions as he continues to tease an incredible return to the sport. The money last official fight was a 10th round stoppage. Conor McGregor, who made a crossover, who made a crossover from UFC, the, that took Mayweather to 50 fights undefeated over the course of a 21-year professional career. Since then, he has only faced Tenshin Nasukawa, an exhibition bout which saw him stop the Japanese kickboxer in two rounds. Yet the 43-year-old continues to train hard, and one sparring partner believes he could 100% come back. Super middleweight business Douglas, 32, was called up by Mayweather for a sparring session and was left surprised not not just with the timing, but also Mayweather's fitness. Mm-hmm. In an interview in Vegas Insider, Douglas said he called me up around 1 a.m. I know he likes to train at night, so I got up, told my mother that Mayweather wanted to spar. You told your mom. Told my mother that Mayweather wanted to spar. We got to the gym before him. We, your mom drove you, dude? You're 32. <laughs> You're 32. Your mom drove you? We got to do Yeah. You had to get permission from your mom? You're 32. Anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. I was... Oh, my gosh. I was... I was... Uh, I, 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 I'll go back to you. I just think he was 32 and he said, I told my mom. And anyway, I was walking around taking pictures and stuff. He walked in at 2 a.m. with so much energy and so excited. He, he let me know that he was going to beat me up. He was making fun of me, saying harmless stuff like, oh, you think you're so bad. You, you got all those muscles, but I'm still going to beat you up and you live with your mom. No, I threw that part in. I thought as much as I looked up to this man, I can't wait to get into the ring and put it on him. And I love the fact that he was ex- excited to beat me up. It was an, it was like an honor to have Mayweather talk bad about me. Um, <laughs> that's right with him, Mom. He talked bad about me. You with your mom. Mom. your mom drove you to the gym. The first three rounds were great, still trash talking back and forth to each other. And then oh the fourth round God. said, "Let's turn let's turn off the bell. We're going to spar until you quit." Dudley, who has 22 wins and seven defeats from 29 pro fights, insisted he didn't quit. And and the two enjoyed another 30 minutes trading blows. The New Yorker added, the last time we sparred was probably three years ago for his exhibition match in Asia, and I kind of felt like he was slowing down a little bit. This time he felt sharp, he felt strong, his stamina was great. It was almost like he's getting better. Everything that he's going through in his life is making him more focused on boxing. I think he could still hang with the top guys. There's no reason to try there's no reason to try because he's already proven himself, but if he wanted to, he could still do it. Could there be a McGregor rematch? Possibly there's been talks of that. 
Um, McGregor, a few uh, speculations further by Goldie Mayweather online to mark the third anniversary of their spellbounding bout. The Irishman wrote, three years ago today, I carried Floyd for his final boxing match. Wild time flies when you're tracking, stacking cheddar. Happy retirement, champ. Mm-hmm. Mayweather revealed he he was keen for another fight after McGregor stepped back the UFC in June, saying, if I'm not mistaken, you didn't tell Mike Tyson you could beat me if, if we fought for a second time. Now you're quitting. I thought you wanted to beat beat the best. Well, if you decide to come back, I'll be waiting to punish you again. You and I spoke about this, <sighs> about him making uh-huh. a comeback. Um mm-hmm. Actually, like a year or two ago, maybe, maybe as soon as you retire, I think McGregor thing. We both think it's it's just not necessary. Quite frankly, it's like it's no, not really necessary. Not. He had nothing to prove. Um, it's just not. Ne- but if he wants to go out there, and why do continue it again, tarnish his legacy? Yeah. Why tarnish his legacy? You know, I I say he tarnished his legacy when he fought McGregor. You know, I right. You know, yeah, he won that fight. But McGregor is not really a boxer like that, you know. So that was an easy win for him. It was an easy win for him. So, yeah, he got 50 wins and all, but I still don't count that as 50 wins. I just don't count it. Fight one of those, you know, those real contenders. Like, he could have fought Canelo again, gave him that rematch. Why he Mm -hmm. didn't do that? Mm -hmm. You know, or Pacquiao, he should have gave him that rematch. But right. he went the easy route. He went the easy route right. and fought a McGregor. So I I can't say that as that's fifty wins. Yeah, it's on the record as fifty and O, but I still see it as forty nine and O. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Why continue tarnishing your legacy? Right. Just right. retire. You have the money. You have your promotion company. Continue making money off of that. Don't get back in the ring for right. what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's not necessary. Um, maybe he knows that that's not a real 50. Who? I don't know. Uh, and sometimes with athletes, especially in boxing, they, they they cannot get rid of that itch. They cannot get rid of that itch. They can't shake mm-hmm. it. Um, and maybe since he see everybody else coming out, you know, with Tyson, which is his fault, um, and then Holyfield and Jones, <laughs> Now he's a, you know he want to go out there and, and do something. Now there's a small rumor in the window that they're trying to get a dream fight between him and Tyson. I don't know, but that was just online because this article came out. Who knows? Um, again, I, here's a little caveat: if you want to do like a little uh, charity exhibition, that's fine. But if you want to come back like Oscar De La Hoya want to and do a full fledged one, then I would I would think twice. Um, so it's going to be interesting going forward. What's going to happen? Um, uh, guess who else you know, is, um, he, want to come back now? Wait a minute. If he just, uh, like I said, I don't know if he just wanted to beat up dude to live with his mom. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just he was bored. But my mom, okay. listen, my dude said, my, I, we, he said, I told my mother and we drove there. We. Did, your did mom he get permission? Did he, he get permission mom. from his mom if he can listen, come back and fight? Said, so he said it was one in the morning. So he goes in his mom's room, said, Mommy, 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 wake up. Can you drive me to the gym? Mayweather said he want to spar. <laughs> I don't care about your rollers. Put your robe on. Just, just, oh just, just drop me off. So he drove to the gym. 
So, you know, I digress. But as you were saying. <laughs> well, we got another boxing legend that wants to come back, and he's calling out De La Hoya. Let's see if you can guess who that is. He's a legend. Wait a minute. He's a legend. Calling out De La Hoya? So he can't he's be a calling out De La Hoya. He wants to. He wants to uh, avenge his um, two losses to Pacquiao? De La Hoya. No. No, no, no. They fought twice. Fought twice. And he lost twice to De La Hoya. I'm drawing a blank. Who? Uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. He's what fifty four. He's in his fifties, yes. I believe he's in his um, mid or late fifties, yeah. and he wants to make yeah. a comeback. He said that this has been his dream to get back in the ring. To he said that if De La Hoya accepts that fight, this will definitely be his last. But he want to avenge his loss to. De La Hoya. He wants to get in there and he wants to whip De La Hoya butt. So he wants to make a comeback just to fight De La Hoya. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's been bothering him and been bugging him for so many years that he wants to get in there and and go at De La Hoya once again. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. But as you said, it's Tyson's fault. (laughs) Yeah, it's Tyson's fault. He he started it, it and everybody want to come out. Everybody want to start fighting again. And if he can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. Everybody pointing fingers and shit. So, um, well, first of all, before we we wrap things up here and go to a break, De La Hoya wants to come back, but he said he wants to see first if he's, Healthy enough, and, and, and what I think I passed a couple of tests. And well, if he does, I I wouldn't be surprised that uh, Julio Cesar Chavez is like, hey, he got clearance. I want you. So we'll see. When right. the twenty fought him, and De La Hoya still beat him, it, and it would be all for nothing. I know. I'm like, damn, do all that for nothing? <laughs> he should whoop your ass. Like, damn, he's been in the cards for you. You know what? This is gonna be interesting to see all these legends coming back and fight. You know, once greats and they come back and all fight. Like if somebody else come out and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm 69 years old. I'm coming back for an exhibition fight." Uh, you know what? I give up. <laughs> I would give up if somebody came out and say something like that. I, I, I would yeah, give up. I, I, I would. Yeah, I would say like now, now the sport the sport is becoming more and more of a joke if that happens. So I hope not. I hope not. But listen, it's not a joke. We're gonna play some music. We come back. Got some more stuff we can get into on the ninth season finale of NYPA Entertainment Radio. <laughs>
protesting growing national outcries continues over the death of George Floyd. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas. And rubber bullet. The main message here. The main message the here. Main message here is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, arrest, arrest. Trade my four by four for GC3. Ain't no more fearless feet. I gave them chance and chance and chance again. I even told them please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. So us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave. First I was dropped and I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave us. I leave. He got a license plus. We just some products of our environment. How the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on. Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist. I be judging by the mind and heart, I ain't really in the face. Fuck up the way that we living is not getting better, you gotta know how to survive. Crazy, I had to tell all of my loved ones to carry a gun when they going outside. Stay in the mirror whenever you drive, overprotective, go crazy for mine. You gotta pay attention to the sign, seem like the blind following the blind. Thinking about everything that's going on, I boost security up in my home. I'm with my kind of, they right or they wrong. I call them down here. Pick up the phone and it's five in the morning. He waking up on it. Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming. I see blue lights, I get scared and start running. That shit be crazy, they supposed to protect us. Swords and handcuffs and arrest us. Why they go home at night, that shit messed up. Know how we need to help, they neglect us. One of them who gon' make them respect us. I can see in your eye that you fed up. Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up. They know that we a problem together. They know that we can storm anywhere. Else. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come at that gun line, you know when the storm go away Then the sunshine, you gotta put your head in the game when it's crunch time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something So this what it comes to, every video I see on my country I got power now, I gotta say something Corrupt the police, been the problem where I'm from But I'd be lying if I said it was all of them I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them Altercations with the law, had a lot of them People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them Stick together, we can get it up out of them I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope, but I'm telling my youngest to vote. I did what I did cause I didn't have no choice and no hope. I was forced to just jump in and go. This bullshit is all that we know, but it's time for a change. Got time to be serious, no time for no gang. Ain't taking no more, let us go for them chains. God bless they sold every one of them names. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We done had a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. They training officers to kill us, then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets. They regular people, I know that they feel us. These scars too deep, they heal us. What happened to COVID? Nobody remember it, ain't making sense. I'm just here to vent. It happened to one of your people, it's different. We get it, the system is wicked, just learn how to pick it. Knowledge is power, I swear I'm a witness. I know that I'm gifted, I won't go too deep, cause I'm scared they'll get me. Ain't scared to admit it, some shit I can't mention. It's people who can, well here's the chance. I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe. Must not be breathing the air that I breathe. You know that the way that I bleed, you can breathe. I never been a fan of police, but my neighborhood. No, I try to keep peace, so it's only right that I get in the streets. March for a reason, I just on GP. How people die for us to be free. Fuck do you mean? This was a dream. Now we got the power that we need to have. They don't want us with it, and that's why they mad. Yeah. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We done had a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. It can't change overnight. 
But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We didn't had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio Season 9 Finale. Zo, what else you want to get into? Charles Barkley fires back at white privilege anger after Steve Nash hire. Charles Barkley made it known that he was very disappointed in some of the reactions to the Brooklyn Nets hiring Steve Nash as their head coach. Nash being named the Nets head coach on Thursday was uh, was a surprise uh, with um, with Poonett's, um um, pointing to his lack of experience, ESPN analyst Stephen A. Smith chose to portray the hire as a case of white privilege, pointing to a number of black candidates, including former interim um, coach Vaughn, who were passed over. Barkley, um, it appeared, directly called Smith out, um, and he did not hold back. Um, end quote, I was very disappointed um, in some of the guys on television today talking about white privilege. Very disappointed, Barkley said on TNTN's Inside um, the NBA on Thursday. Um, end quote, they're like, well, this doesn't happen to black guys. And I'm like, it happened to Doc Rivers. It happened to Jason Kidd. It happened to Derek Fisher. Nine of 16 coaches hired without any previous um, experience since 1978 to 1979 are black. When you have a responsibility, especially when you have a talk, when you have to talk about something as serious as race, you can't be full of crap, Barkley said. You got to be honest and fair. Steve Nash is a great player and a good dude. But I was so disappointed in some of the of uh, some of these guys. Um, I was like, dude, black guys have done this before. Um, now, do we need more black coaches in the NBA? Yes. Do we need more black coaches in college football? Yes. Do we need more black coaches in pro football? Yes. Thursday Smith um, asserted on first take um, that this doesn't happen for a black man. On Friday edition on the show, he did not hold. Uh, he did not back down in the face uh, in the face of criticism from Barkley and others. Hmm. Um, Barkley does have, um, you know, a point on that. You know, yeah, they did hire several black coaches. Um, you know, for the NBA that didn't have, um, you know, any previous um, coaching um, experience. Um, so for Stephen A. Smith, you know, the guy that you and I were supposed to have worked on the show, well, you know, we'll mention that later too. But, <clears throat> you know, for him to make a comment like that, that this doesn't happen for black guys, um, it, it, it had. And Barkley made a, you know, made a point on that. You know, can Stephen A. a. Smith um, maybe should have done his homework uh, a little more on that. Um, before he spoke, um, you know, I don't know. What do you think? He tried to clarify it Friday. Um, what he, he meant did. was, what he meant was more so, he understands the coaches that were named by Barkley and so forth were higher on experiences, but he's talking about for a championship already built team. 
like the teams they got like was whack ass Knicks and and like um Derek Fisher got the whack ass Knicks. They was like bums. He had to figure that out and got fired. And they always got like the f- fucked up teams. He's getting a championship ready team with Durant, Ky- Kyrie, and like the Brooklyn Nets. If they stay healthy, can maybe run the gambit maybe next year. So he's t- speaking in terms of like they just handed him a team that's already built and ready for success, and not giving them a, a team like. But they don't give that to black coaches where they get a bunch of right. ragtag bums or whatever, which they got to figure out how to put together and then get blamed for when they're not successful. And, he, he, you know, he clarified that, which made sense, and I see what he was talking about. Um, I think, and I, listen, I think Screaming A. Smith should have possibly maybe <laughs> clarified that a little bit more. He should have uh, maybe mentioned that a little bit more. And he expounded on that. He just said white privilege X, Y, and Z, and I see both sides. But if he expanded to what I right. mean by this, is, and he said it yesterday, I stand by what I say, but he said, I, I agree with you, X, Y, and Z, but he's given a championship-ready team to coach. We're saying this, that's pretty fucking easy, quite frankly. Then the saying, right. getting the bum-ass teams that um, Jacques Vaughn uh, got in Orlando, and like I said, Derek Fisher in New York, and He's a kid when he first started out and and, and so forth. Uh, that Ty Lue inherited after LeBron left. Um, that's what he's trying to smile. At the end of the day, man, I don't know what to say. At, uh, because here's the thing. Now the pressure is on Steve uh, or Nash or Steve Nash. The pressure mm-hmm. is to be successful. Because with all that talent, They'll give you a free pass next year because Durant is coming back off of injury and the chemistry might not be there. So, but at least you got to make the playoffs. However, right. barring any serious injuries in the second go round, when he in the uh, 21-22 season and Nash's second season and Durant full second season and healthy, they're gonna have to win a championship. He has a, he get a, he'll get a free pass his first year. Because, again, Durant's coming off I'll of... I'd be surprised if they uh, do win a championship. Yeah, they're going to win it next year. They'll, he has to get to the playoffs hmm. first. He gets to the playoffs first to show that he can do it. The following year, he's going to have to win a championship. If he doesn't win a championship with that talent and they stay healthy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, then it's a bust. They're all, they're, like, the ownership made a big mistake. He'll look like he'll look stupid, and it, it'll just be another t- team full of all-stars who can't win it. So the pressure's actually on him. He's going to have to produce. This year to get them in the playoffs, number one, and then the following season I think to get the championship. I don't think they're going to championship the the first year in. I don't think so. The East is becoming too competitive, um, and like I said, getting really deep. I'm not going off to the weeds here. Uh, Durant, Kyrie, and others, you got to build a chemistry. The season starts in two months in December. As weird as that sounds, it does. It starts back right. in December. You need at least a full off season to get the chemistry going, to get to 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 learn the coach's system and all that stuff and and, and, and whatever. And again, KD is coming in off of a, a torn ACL. Right. We don't know how he and, and, he, he hasn't technically hasn't played in two years. Right. So, or a year, excuse me, a, a year. I'm sorry, a year. So you got to see how he see how he played, and you might have to put re, minute restrictions on him. 
Kyrie, who's always injury prone. You got to see how he plays. Always so, injured. <laughs> always injured. Always injured. When he's healthy, the boy's on fire, but he's always injured. So with that being said, we kind of got to wait and see what happens, but the pressure is on him. The pressure is on Steve, on, on, um, on Steve Nash. The pressure is on him to make this thing work. You have no excuse for it to fail. Failure is not an option when it comes to this team at the end of the day. Nobody want to hear shit. You got future Hall of Famers on your team, and Brooklyn without them was kicking ass in the playoffs and, and got a great team, good team to begin with. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting going forward. But, yeah, but the pressure's on them. The pressure's on them. Um, right. R. Kelly attacked my fellow inmate in his Illinois jail. His attorney says, uh, this is almost a week ago, attorneys for R. Kelly said he was attacked in Illinois jail cell by a fellow inmate, and they're calling for his release. Duck Anton, an attorney for Kelly, told CNN that the singer – Singer's legal team has been advised by the U.S. Attorney Office that the singer was on his bed in the cell um, a couple of Tuesdays ago at Chicago's Metropolitan Correctional Center when another inmate came in and started to punch him. Guards at the federal facility stopped the assault almost immediately, according to Anton. Anton said that Kelly did not sustain any injuries and the x-rays did not reveal any fractures. But Stephen Greenberg, another another Kelly attorney, said on Twitter that his legal team has received conflicting reports as to the extent of his injuries, adding that the team has not been given information from the jail or Kelly himself. Uh, Anton said he had not talked to Kelly firsthand about the alleged altercation. Kelly's attorneys have said his ability to communicate with them have been severely restricted since corona since the coronavirus lockdowns limited ability for attorneys to make in-person visits. For Ant, for on the past Friday, uh, Anton told CNN Kelly had been moved to solitary confinement special housing unit for his own protection. Emory Nelson, a borough mm-hmm. prison prisons spokesman, had no comment. Um, or whether Kelly was involved in altercation, quote, for privacy, safety, and security reasons, we do not comment on individual inmates' conditions or confinement or medical status, Nelson said. CNN also reached out to U.S. attorneys of Office Chicago for comment. The legend that it comes a week before one of Kelly's attorneys, Tom Farinella, is set to argue for the singer to be released from prison ahead of his Brooklyn federal trial, which is scheduled to begin at the end of this month. The incident coupled with the coronavirus restrictions at MCC refinement that need for Mr. Kelly to be released so he can assist in his defense with counsel and prepare for trial without the fear that his personal safety is at risk, Finale said in the statement. Uh, Kelly's facing charges in New York, including racketeering, and about in and violations of the Man Act, which prohibits sex, sex trafficking across state lines. He also faces federal charges to child pornography and other crimes by the U.S. Northern District of Illinois, which where he is being held without bail because he has pleaded not guilty to all the charges and is awaiting trial. Not guilty. Yeah. Um. I heard this story. Um, I, I also heard that um, when he was attacked, um, they said supposedly R. Kelly was asleep when the guy snuck into his um, cell and attacked him. Um, you know, so I don't know what led up to it. I don't know if it, you know the attack was related to what R. Kelly have done in the past, or maybe they had a beef 
you know, prior to the attack, you know, um, no one will will not know until either one of them speak, you know, maybe R. Kelly himself. Um, but I also believe I heard that, you know, they requested for him to be released and the judge denied the release. You know, so <clears throat> R. Kelly, he's going to be in there for the long run. You know, um, uh, the past. Go ahead. No, man, I just think, I think my opinion, I think dude attacked him mm-hmm. because he didn't like trapped in the closet. All those chapters, I think he just said, you too many damn chapters, dude. I'm taking trapped anger out of you. And I think he just punched <laughs> him right in the face. He was like, I was sitting there, and I was like, you know what? I can't stand trapped in the closet. He walked up to him and started punching him. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> too many damn chapters. Since he's been behind bars for, you know, for for this long now, R. Kelly, do you think that he dropped the soap? We're going to go to a commercial break right now. Uh, when we come back, <laughs> we're going to tie things up here on NYT and the radio. We'll play some music. And uh, sit back and relax, ladies and gentlemen. NYPA Entertainment Radio. <laughs> It was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets were flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Said it's civil unrest, but you sleep so sound like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down. Staying quiet when they're killing niggas, but you speak loud when we ride. Got opinions coming from a place of privilege. Sicker than the COVID, how they did them on the ground. Speaking of the COVID, is it still going around? Oh, won't you tell me about the looting? What's that really all about? Cause they throw away black lives like paper towels plus unemployment rate. What? 40 million now, killed a man in broad day, might never see a trial. We just want to break chains like slaves in the south, started in the north end, but we in the downtown. Riot cops try to block, now we got a showdown. Down. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. The bullets are flying. Look how they do us. Knee on our necks, bullets and backs, stimulus checks, strictly for blacks. History we repeat. People scared to eat a chicken. Everybody going vegan, what they put in it. Look at the world we live in, and they got a shook in it. You go on your jog, then your color might get you took in it. The man in the mirror can't look away, you gotta look at it. Black lives matter, so what it means when they shoot at it. Generation genocide, what happened to enterprise? Heard the man infiltrated, black panther re-energized, ain't nothing to figure out. They trying to kill us out. If I take a nail, see my fist, I'm a killer now. Just think, bullshit, you gotta filter out. Are you really ready for the smoke like a swisher house? Ready for the revolution, who ready to ride? It won't be Televised, so tell me who ready to die. If downtown going up, where we have it to shit? We at the liquor store, nigga, about to get us a fifth. No, they about to start looting, grab the gloves and mask. Watch out for them tanks when they rolling past shit. <laughs> Never understand why they do it. Someone cut the channel off the news before I lose it. I ain't even tripping. If you with it, then we lose it. Help me put this Louis in the back of Suzuki. Oh, he had to break it down so smoothly. They gon' say it's not about race, but we moving. Oh, how? 
Program no no show next week. We just peek in to wrap things up for this season. Season nine is over. We will start uh, milestone season season ten in two weeks, September twentieth here on Blog Talk Radio at five o'clock live. A couple surprises and announcements and you know whole nine here on NYPA Entertainment Radio. So please download, share, comment, spread the word. We'll be back up. Season 10, two weeks, um, new season, new playlist, music from all genres, past and present. Usually, like I said, I do it at the start of the month. Uh, this month, I want to do it different because it's a milestone season um, in the celebration for this show, and we'll get to all that next week. Um, it's the wind out of the year that – with a season premiere, we'd like to honor this show and you guys for uh, supporting the show this long. Um, again, 
I'll go into details next week. Uh, once it, it'll, it'll sink in. But to be two weeks out from starting a 10th season with this show when we were an internet radio show and before it was called podcasting. So we was doing it before it was cool. I always say that. And then we go, oh, you're a podcast. We go, oh, internet radio. What's the internet radio? You just did radio on the, in, in, radio on the internet? And the computer? No, everyone does it. Everyone doing it. Um, but we're possibly one of, if not the longest, consistent internet radio show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, that's going today. Um, so we'll get all that next week. But we'll much appreciate it for everyone uh, with the support in the whole nine, definitely. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of peek behind the, peaks behind the curtains and stories and stuff to get into as I think the 10th year is about the year we get in waist deep in a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of stories and, and crazy shit from the beginning up to currently and, and, and uh, guests and all that, which is a lot of guests I can't even remember because um, all the shows kind of run together. You do it, I do it, you do it, you just don't think about it. Someone brings it up unless you go back and listen to it, but I, I, I don't know. They all run together to me. I got to see it. I got to know what year it was. I'm going to have an idea whether we're in the studio in Philly or studio in New York, whether we're in our own personal place. I, it, it depends. And once I, like, once the show is done, it's done. I put it up, I, whatever. I, you know, I think about it for a minute after I post it, and then I forget about it. You know, I'm just like, I don't know until I listen to it. Um, and that's how it is. They all kind of run together. So we hope you guys enjoy the show as much as we like to put it out there. Uh, there's a lot of hard, a lot of hard work going to it every week, uh, producing and put it together. Um, so hopefully, we'll see what season ten brings. What what the announcement is going to be, the you know the plan, the, the ideas, and so forth. So looking forward to that. That's in two weeks. So want to look at the time. It's about to be a shout out. We're gonna keep on out of here, and we're gonna leave a little early, like we did. It's probably the last time we're gonna do this because starting in two weeks, season ten, we go back to our outro. But we want to play music. We'll keep on out a little early. I'll do our shout outs, and then you guys will stay safe, and uh, we'll pop back up in two weeks. Fresh and new for the fall season premiere, tenth season NYP and Tim Radio. So let's do the shout outs. That's right. That's right. Ten years coming in a couple of weeks. But yeah, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to you know everybody who continue to follow us, listen to us here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Um, you're grateful. We're grateful to y'all. Continue listening to us. Uh, continue. Spreading the words to your friends and tell their friends to share it to their friends um, and have them tune in, um, comment, leave a comment um, or request to NYPA, entertainment spell out at gmail.com. Uh, definitely. Shout out to everyone near and far in New York, Philly, fans and supporters and haters alike. Remember, if you missed this show live, as it happens, we do it live, live, live. Not live to record, then we air. It's live as it happened, and then we put it out for those who miss it. Uh, you can go into the archives. You guys have been doing great. Appreciate that with the downloads. On Block Talk On Demand, on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker Radio, Public, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, CastBox. Uh, again, with the COVID going on, you might not want to touch computers or anything, so you want to shout out Alexa. Hey, Alexa, play NYP Entertainment Radio. She will play it. Ten years, a decade of dominance. Ten years, not too many podcasts or shows can say that. 
A lot of people give up after one month. People get up after one episode. We're going on 10 seasons. So thank you all out there sticking around. We're about to step out. We're going to play music for the last seven minutes or so if you listen to the show live. We love you guys. Stay safe. We'll see you in two weeks, Lord willing, September 20th. NYP Entertainment Radio, 10th season. The ninth season is in the can. It's over and done. We're looking forward in two weeks. See you guys. Enjoy the rest of your holiday.
the rocks with a capital G, ball in the beat. Status Chris Paul or John Paul in the league. Grab a mic, still the knuckles will bleed. Cause I believe the potent man of potent have you geek like speed. If rationale is natural, it will weave it for edges and peaks. Setting press me on a permanent speed. I'm in the world with my princess player. Ain't you feel him a beta? And my lore grows greater and greater. Tim trails got the toy in his vape. Had him shaking like gator. Spin trail, nigga, pots to data. Blu-ray wave, follow a beta. I did the R's later. Copper monster with a G to my waiter. You can't define us X, Y, Z. It's a generational elitist. Have you cheat a virtual think piece? See these written words of poetical science. Brain defined. Dogs heavy, baby, they're a major appliance. Leave a tan when dropping to fly. This blue and giant. Dude's nice. He tight screws in with some pliers. Cool with some buyers. Yeah, nigga, cool with some growers. Never know tattletales, only I don't know it. See us, show me generation. Show us what you gon' show us. So listen, mommy. See, we could cool with a boy. Mouthpiece like coins with a jubilant noise. Dude's and it's useless as coins Shoot them boys Burst and rehearse In the Susan and the loins Talk to Joey Earl Kendrick Cole Gatekeepers afloat They are extensions Of instinctual soul It's the highest In commodity Grade and you can get it today Kelly is low, cuddle bunny ready to go. Day of the dead, where we all are zombies instead. And it's just your aftermath, bust a cut and get dressed. Bruce Lee and niggas, buy your niggas USB. Smoke tree on niggas, is a lot of USB. Search fighting on these Ubers, I'ma give you a cab. Yeah, where'd you roll the ass? Surviving on impeccable grass, I'll be in the car seat waiting for that law to pass. Fashion, been waiting for a test title since last. Such a tie tie, full gang green on that ass. Magic Mike on the mic, David Blaine Douglas mm. Henning. In the church of Buster Rhymes, it's my sermon you get me. Horizontal spitting, I'm the exorcist, so you're with me. Don't get your rubbing, nigga. Sorry, that's a sin and forgiven. Like how we be skipping on bees like cooking crack in the kitchen. Wait, just start the package, dry it back up to wet. This mad city's not a game, easy, quiet, on set. Fine, student of the past, trailblazing the day. Not acknowledging a trend of swept up in a phase. We still the highest of commodity. Crazy, you can get it, get it, get it, get it, get it today. <laughs> <laughs> 